This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and your host here on Ringler Radio. We're coming to you today from the 2009 AAJ Annual Convention in San Francisco. And uh, San Francisco is a beautiful city, and it's a beautiful time of year out here. But it's uh, a bit on the cold side, I would say, and that's typical of uh, San Francisco this time of year. But as my mother would have said, uh, Larry, you should bring a sweater or a coat, which I notice our guest today has brought. So I, I think he's listening very well. You know, recently, Zycam products have come under fire after people who use the popular over-the-counter nasal spray were losing their sense of smell. Uh, the FDA stepped in and advised the public to stop using Zycam Cold Remedy nasal gel and adult and kid-sized Zycam Cold Remedy nasal swabs because of potential permanent damage. The FDA also revealed that 130 consumers have reported a loss of smell after using Matrix Initiatives Zycam products as early as 1999. Meanwhile, Matrix stands by their claim that there is no link between the use of their products and impairment of smell. And they are cooperating with the FDA. So today on Ringler Radio, we're going to be taking a look at the effects of Zycam, the FDA's involvement, and the overall uh, Zycam litigation. And to help us do that, we're going to be joined by a special guest, attorney Fred Thompson, partner at the firm of Motley Rice in uh, South Carolina. Fred leads the firm's litigation related to defective medical devices, harmful pharmaceutical drugs, and medical malpractice, as well as overseeing the firm's nursing home abuse litigation team. Fred litigates personal injury and economic damage recovery cases on behalf of individuals harmed by negligence, product defect, or misconduct. And also, Fred, I notice you're on the steering committee of just about every well-known class action and multi-district litigation area, so you're a busy, busy guy. Welcome to Ring of Radio. Well, thanks, Larry. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's get started here, uh, Fred. Tell us how you got involved in pharmaceutical litigation. Larry, the Motley Rice has uh, a, a long history of representing uh, individuals who have been injured uh, by products. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Motley Rice, uh, since the mid-'70s, has been a premier asbestos litigation firm, for example, and uh, those occupational health claims from asbestos lead directly into other types of occupational health problems, which leads directly into uh, cases where uh, our clients have been injured by a single product in sort of a repetitious or a, or a mass way. And so we found it a natural uh, uh, progression in Motley Rice for uh, for us to take on uh, drug cases, to take on medical device cases, tobacco too, and tobacco as well. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's a uh, that was a I big can't one believe for that you. slipped my mind. But yeah, uh, yes, that, that was a big uh, one for you. That's another uh, uh, natural progression. If you represent individuals who are injured, you you grow your practice 
uh, in a way that serves them, and that's what we've done. And you've done it very well. So let's start off uh, talking about the effects of Zycam. Well, what, what does Zycam actually do to the body? Well, Zycam is an over-the-counter uh, drug. Uh, it uh, uh, There is a huge amount of uh, sort of common sense or, uh, 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 you know, farmer's almanac type uh, uh, belief out in the, the country that uh, zinc can help ward off or prevent the common cold. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a, uh, you'd be su- surprised by how many people truly believe that. Like an old and, wives tale. Well, uh, uh, exactly. And, uh, and so that's really what we see with, uh, with, with, with Zycam. What it's an over the counter product, which means it has not been submitted to the FDA for an FDA to approve the science or to approve the, uh, uh, the initial drug development workup. There's no prescription that's required of a doctor. Uh, you go to the pharmacy, you uh, you buy it over the counter. Uh, uh, I don't want to get ahead of uh, your story or mm-hmm. ahead of the questions, but so often the general public truly believes that there is a giant 70,000-member uh, FDA uh, drug testing lab in the you know in Bethesda, Maryland, or something, <laughs> where every single thing that could affect the health of a uh, consumer is being tested, uh, and that's really not the case. The FDA depends on private companies to do the testing and then prov- provide them with the uh, the information for them to evaluate, and more importantly, they depend on voluntary. Uh, 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 adverse event reports from physicians, for example, and also from uh, the the manufacturers to let them know that there is a budding or a a, a developing problem. Mm-hmm. The FDA really, you know, has a, a tremendously difficult job, and they are swamped and have been swamped. So when you get an over-the-counter drug one that has uh, a sort of a, a base of uh, homeopathy, yes. which is it's made up of ingredients that uh, are not thought to be harmful. Toxic or harmful. And you, uh, uh, you know, what you've got is you a guy whips them together, mixes them up, and puts them out as a remedy. Um, you find that that remedy uh, is in the marketplace, and until there's some good evidence or there's some reported evidence, it just sort of trucks along. And I think that's sort of the, the, the story that we see that, that's, with ICAM. That's exactly, I think, the story. And so now let's move forward a little bit. These consumers are using this ICAM product. They're using it as, as described or as prescribed in, by, by the, the label. And uh, what's happening? Are they feeling some kind of a burning sensation in, uh, in, the, in their nasal passages as they use the, the product? Well, here certainly not everybody who takes the the drug has this effect, but our clients uh, report continually uh, the same archetypal onset, and that is early in the usage of the product, sometimes even the first time they use it, but early on, uh, a week, a month, two months, they will suddenly have a strong burning sensation in the upper reaches of their sinus, uh, and they will suffer a real sensation of uh, not just a burning sensation, but they will have oftentimes have an olfactory sense of burning 
and then it's followed by a, a nausea, which is a fancy word for losing your sense of smell. And they find that there is most often not a rebound. That is, it is it becomes a permanent well, impairment, and in some severe cases, uh, a permanent complete impairment. Well, obviously, uh, smell is essential for everyday life. You have to know what you know, whether you're smelling uh, some toxic substance or whether you're smelling mama's, uh, you know, chicken pie. I mean, it's important in life. What what are some of these people? Uh, how are they dealing with it? It's got to be pretty devastating. Well, uh, you know, uh, a guy with a permanently, uh, what would be an example? Say you have a terrible cold mm-hmm. or, or you, you're you under the weather. You've got a, uh, some sort of uh, allergy. And so all of us suffer some temporary times when we can't smell anything, when we can't uh, do anything. The, the you know you you continue to live your life and you are simply missing a huge portion of uh, first of all your enjoyment of life your your ability to enjoy food yes. or uh, to uh, savor uh, uh, anything that that has to do with taste a huge amount of that process where you enjoy the, the you know the the, the a steak the smell. Uh, studies are, are real clear that that's a huge part of the enjoyment of, of, of life. But you've put your finger on a uh, 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 sort of a, a real problem, and that is uh, it is a sense that can give you uh, an opportunity to ascertain danger. Yes. Uh, I'm in a hotel. I look. <laughs> I looked on the wall, and there's this card that says, in the event that you smell smoke, don't go in the, you know, feel the door. If it's hot, don't open it. Put wet towels under the door. You know, those kinds of things. Well, the first thing is you're supposed to smell smoke. Well, if you don't smell the yeah. smoke, you, uh, you've you put yourself and your family into into danger. Well, no question. It's a, it's a problem that uh, obviously you, you're addressing. Now, the FDA revealed that I think 130 consumers reported a loss of smell as early as 1999 from using Zycam, why is it only now that it's coming to light? Well, here we have the, uh, uh, I probably jumped the gun just a little bit. Sure. That is, uh, a manufacturer of a prescription drug, for example, a drug that has been subject to an INDA, which is a n- initial uh, new drug application, if, uh, if you want to. Uh, have a new prescription drug. You're you're required as a drug company to supply the FDA with a huge amount of uh, pre-approval clinical studies uh, showing that uh, it's efficacious, that it's uh, safe, uh, and that you go in and in essence defend it. And then you're also required to provide the FDA with a launch label where you set out every single thing that you know about the drug in the sense of Warnings, mm-hmm. contraindications, uh, you know, uh, anything that yeah. you know is going to be included. Well, none of that takes place with an over-the-counter homeopathic drug. Right. Uh, that uh, is a situation where that industry percolates along uh, until there is a perception or there is a reporting. Uh, uh, the, as I say, a physician who sees a problem with the drug may report an adverse event but that adverse event from the physician is totally voluntary Mm -hmm. 
the adverse event when it becomes known to the company is no longer voluntary. The company is required to send it. So that's going to be a very interesting area that we are going to uncover and ascertain by, we do that by taking depositions. The discovery, yeah. Uh, We're going to go to Matrix and try to find out exactly why they would have received these large number of uh, adverse event reports for a long period of time and chosen not to uh, advise the FDA. You're, you're, you're saying essentially there's a pattern there that developed of these adverse effects and nothing was really disseminated about that. So people were in the dark even as this pattern was continuing on. In yeah. the company. Well, what you see, uh, one of the, the things that when you litigate with a, a company is they will say, oh, there was information in the marketplace. There was information to be ascertained about this risk. Well, you go back and sure enough, there may be an isolated uh, article somewhere. Some guy in Reader's Digest has written in about uh, something. Yeah. But what you'll find is an unbroken drumbeat of support and marketing information and uh, strong uh, uh, support from Matrix all the way up, and of course, in this case, all the way up through the present time, even in the face of the FDA action that was taken last month, uh, you continue to get strong uh, public statements from Matrix uh, talking about the uh, safety of the uh, of the uh, of, of the drug of the drug, well, zinc is the main component, uh, I believe, of these products. And tell me about zinc. Is there a history of having negative effects uh, when it comes to these nasal medicines? Uh, zinc is kind of an interesting element these days. Uh, tell us about that. Well, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get in. Uh, the, the biggest thing I don't want to get in front of is my uh, uh, the the people who actually know about it. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the PhD the scientists the and the, uh, yeah. the doctors that were are using to go before the court and tell our, 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 our side of the story. Right. So I don't want to, I don't want to presume or have any radio person. Uh, of course, uh, oftentimes I tell my wife and my family, of course I can tell you all about it. I'm a lawyer, you know? right, sure. uh, but, but sometimes your opinions are not as informed as they should. But let me tell you about zinc is a heavy metal. Yes. Uh, uh, it's it, it and 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 as you go through, you will see uh, zinc, copper, mercury, uh, lead, uh, all of these heavy metals, all of these metals uh, in concentrations will have adverse health effects, and we see the uh, we see an entire generation of uh, young children with. Uh, lead paint having mm-hmm. uh, uh, learning disabilities having having in essence physical uh, changes in their brains from a from the delicate period of time when they are being de- their formative years mm-hmm. the presence of this heavy metal uh, uh, forbade that you see it with mercury the, uh, what we see nowadays or or uh, advisories for pregnant women not to eat fish from Right from uh, fish in watersheds for high levels of mercury, uh, zinc is well. It's not. A, it's not exactly a, a heavy metal, but it is a dense, naturally uh, uh, occurring metal that will have a uh, pass through effect. It will go into the uh, into the body, and it will uh, have a variety of uh, of impacts. Uh, in this case. 
what we see with the Zycam problem is a very temporally uh, and direct uh, impact on the uh, the olfactory nerve and on the ability to uh, to 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 smell to, to smell yeah to smell. Well, you mentioned before, Fred, that Zycam was wasn't FDA approved because it was homeopathic. Uh, what's your opinion about, should the FDA extend their overview of homeopathic products uh, as well? Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, well, the short answer is the FDA should be given more resources right. to, uh, to regulate and to seek out uh, substances that are in general use that are causing health effects. Uh, the, that's my short answer. Right. Uh, the second is uh, we've actually seen that in, in several uh, instances recently. For example, uh, just uh, three or four months ago, uh, there was a product called HydroxyCut, which is these, uh, uh, it's a product that's not a prescription. Uh, it's not considered to be a, uh, a, a drug by itself, but it is a uh, sort of a homeopathic mixture of various naturally occurring herbs, root vegetables, uh, with a base mixture that's supposed to uh, help people uh, cut weight and keep their energy up while they're reducing their calories. It was fine to have uh, very high uh, incidences of uh, cardiac effects and uh, liver damage and some other uh, really confounding effects. That's a drug uh, that is in the general marketplace. It's sold over the counter. And it's sold by uh, companies that uh, are thinly regulated and that the regulation that occurs happens after enough adverse events are reported for people to begin to detect a pattern. And you can have, I call it the sleeping elephant. The elephant <laughs> is there in the room, but nobody's looking for it. Yeah, nobody, nobody apprehends the risk until somebody connects those dots. And that's where the, uh, that's where the FDA could use some more, uh, some more resources. Well, you know, every, every agency is looking for more resources. Congress is going to have a tough time in this environment to uh, be granting them. So I, I think although your answer is they would, you'd like to see it happen, the likelihood is probably not so, not so great, right? I mean, FDA is going to be strapped to even look at the, the prescription-type drugs. Well, here's where uh, uh, I'm going to probably get political uh, 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 in a sense that this is a statement that many people would disagree with. But I do believe in my heart that this is a place where the tort system is providing a, an invaluable uh, assistance to the, uh, uh, to, the, to the public because the existence of a remedy uh, by a consumer, the existence of a uh, lawyer who is actually going to take the case going to investigate the case and is going to push the case, that system by itself uh, makes companies be more careful. And, that, uh, uh, and when you add to it the ability of the, of, the, of the lawyer on behalf of his client to uncover uh, actual facts that assist the FDA in their job, I think you see a situation where the tort system is not just providing compensation, but it's actually providing a very important incentive for folks to conform their conduct to change, high standards. Change their behavior. Yeah. Well, have has there been any uh, actual trials 
legal trials on the Zycam case scenario, or or, or have there been settlements even? Uh, well, uh, here is the uh, the history of Zycam is, is is actually quite interesting. There was an initial wave of cases that were brought several years ago, uh, and those cases were uh, how do I say it delicately? Those cases were resolved satisfactorily. Uh, there were other law cases that were brought and were uh, brought before federal uh, judges and under a procedure uh, called a Dalbert uh, review. The judge reviews the science that's put forward, the scientific theory that's put forward by the the expert uh, and judges whether or not it is mainstream science or not or whether or not it conforms with regularly or widely accepted scientific principles. And there were a series of, uh, of cases in which the defendant, Matrix, actually received a favorable ruling in those Dalbert hearings. And so they had a track record of having won a series of those cases several mm-hmm. years ago. We got involved uh, because we have clients who we believe were hurt and were not uh, getting a remedy. Uh, and so we've pushed forward with, uh, with cases, and we've gone to Matrix's hometown of uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, and brought cases there, uh, and we have a case that's pending uh, that we're hopeful will uh, be given a trial date for uh, for later this year. Uh, certainly, the FDA action has uh, has gotten a lot of people's attention, and sure. I think there'll be other uh, uh, there'll be other clients, other claims from other lawyers that are going to be brought forward. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like sounds like that for sure, yeah. and you're going to be you're going to be. Behind a lot of that, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure. And, 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 and while it's always dawning to, to know that there has been a ruling against other people and that you're going forward in the face of it, one of the things that makes us utterly, uh, uh, I don't even want to say optimistic, makes us utterly confident is if you read the FDA report, if you read the FDA letter by which they uh, ordered this removed from the market, there is a substantial amount of non-public information that is going to be put before uh, these cases now uh, that are going. To, uh, we think is going to make that landscape uh, one that uh, our clients are going to be in a position of holding these guys accountable. Well, well, I, I think as we go forward, we'll see how that all comes all comes to fruition. Let's take a quick break right now and come back in a minute to talk more about Zycam litigation with uh, Attorney Fred Thompson. Uh, right here on Ringo Radio. This is Ringler Radio. Legal information, trends, and topics from Ringler Associates, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 140,000 cases structured. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, placing more than 20 billion in structures over the past 30 years, and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. This is Ringler Radio, celebrating three years on the Legal Talk Network with topics important to the legal community. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Ringler Radio. It's free. 
Did you know the number of listeners to Ringler Radio doubled in 2008? Thanks to our loyal listeners and welcome to all our new listeners as well. Well, welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, your host, and uh, glad again you, that you joined us. We're back with our special guest, Fred Thompson of Motley Rice, and uh, really Motley Rice Rice's medical practice group. And we're talking about Zycam, which uh, up until this show, I think a lot of you out there may not have really been familiar with in terms of what it's all about and how what's happening on the on the legal scene around it. Well, uh, Fred, let's talk about your clients out there. Uh, are any of your clients regaining their sense of smell after uh, they stopped using the product, or is this permanent damage? Well, uh, one of the things you always have to be careful of when you represent a, a goodly number of people is that everybody does have a somewhat unique reaction. And so I'm not going to say that nobody has any rebound. Uh, I'm not going to say that nobody has any sense of, of, of doing better. One of the great genius things about uh, the brain with regard to so many things is if one pathway is uh, severed right. or interrupted, the brain will actually figure out another way to do things. You see it uh, with balance. You see it with all sorts of things. You see it even with vision. Uh, and so I'm not willing to say that there's no rebound, but I will say this by and large, the loss of uh, sense of smell is permanent and severe and it does not come back mm-hmm. if much, if any, that's, that's been our well, that's experience a, for our clients. That's the sad experience, I yeah. guess. Well, you know, to be fair, matrix claims that no plaintiff has ever won a court case because there's no known causal link between the use of Zycam cold remedy nasal gel and the impairment of smell. And obviously I guess that's a statement that you have take some, take some umbrage at, uh, I guess why so many, lawsuits are going to be ensuing now if that in fact is the case is there they're claiming no connection i guess it's your job to prove there is yeah well it it, it, i feel a little bit like i'm uh uh, the president at the news conference i've anticipated uh some of the questions with my earlier statements and now i'm just going to replow the the same ground again there's no doubt that matrix has won uh some uh, mm-hmm. several Dalbert hearings, which have held that the scientific, the causation theories that have been put forward by other plaintiffs uh, in earlier years were not sufficient. Uh, uh, our perspective is that uh, the uh, expert that was used in those cases uh, had an opinion, had a theory that was attackable. Uh, we have a uh, mainstream, a series of mainstream experts that are using uh, very straightforward uh, uh, theories of causation, ones that are widely uh, accepted. And we're very confident that we're going to meet that causation burden, which of course is the plaintiff's burden. Right. Uh, and we think that the recent disclosures, the recent non-public information uh, when uh, added to the experts' uh, uh, fund of knowledge is going to make their opinions even even stronger. This is an area that we are uh, utterly confident that uh, we're going to be able to uh, help our clients on. Well, obviously, you've gotten some uh, experts that maybe are going to tell a little bit different story in terms of uh, some of the causation well, issues. Well, certainly a more complete story. Yeah, a more complete story. 
Well, a lot of our listeners might be out there who have used Zycam and not have been familiar or aware of maybe litigation that's going on or, or perhaps even some of the side effects that they may have thought are maybe not as permanent as, as you're, you're claiming. What should, you, what should our listeners do who have been using Zycam? Uh, what should they do? Is, is there some, some place they can go, or some website they can look at uh, to find out more about this issue? Can they call your firm? How do they, how do, they do that? Well, you know, one of the great, uh, you know, uh, you, told, you said that Motley Rice had uh, been a large player in the tobacco cases. Yes. And uh, it's one of those things where uh, one of the great geniuses uh, of our country, one of the great uh, concepts is once you're aware of the risk, it's free country. You know, you can go and, uh, 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 and, and pursue things that have a degree of risk if you want. But it's important that you understand the risk. You understand the, the severity if you do get the, the, the outcome that you could versus the relief that you, get, that you may get. And that, that's a, a, the big word for that is efficacy. Does the drug help do what does the drug do what it's claimed that it does mm-hmm. and secondly uh is what you're taking it for is it important and if it's for some mild uh, symptomatic relief and the risk of the uh of the downside is is great well then uh, uh once you get the facts in america you can decide what to do uh my personal uh, well let's let's don't let's don't call it a client let's uh let's say my children mm mm-hmm. I tell them don't take it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, uh, as I say, uh, uh, well, that's all I'll say. Yeah. So, so one of one bit of advice is maybe someone should think twice about taking it if, in light of some of these issues you've raised. But again, someone who has been taking it that may not be aware of uh, some remedies that they may have out there. They, they, oh. there are websites they can go to. I, I guess that would tell them more about the information. And well, well, certainly we. Uh, Motley Rice has a has a website that actually uh, uh, you go into it and uh, by the second click or the third click you get some information, some links uh, with well, Zycam. Well, that's important, and that's why I'm glad you're here to tell tell our folks yeah. that. And one thing and I will say, one, I will say one thing. I strongly urge anybody who is interested. Uh, don't go to a uh, a lawyer website. Uh, well, actually, why, why would I say that? Of course, come to our website, <laughs> but. Uh, Really, what you do is you go to fda.gov, and you it has a, a wonderfully interactive uh, way to get into it, and you can uh, it'll search, and you can bring up Zycam, and you can read this recall notice for yourself. I mean, you're not getting it filtered through anybody. You are seeing what they have found, what the facts were, and what the action that they believe is warranted, and it's right there to be seen uh, for yourself. So, uh, and as a matter of fact. FDA.gov is a wonderful website and a wonderful resource for people. Well, that's that's good to know, and I'm glad our audience now knows that. Well, Fred, Motley Rice isn't the only law firm involved in the Zycam litigation, I would assume. Uh, there are others, but you're obviously at the forefront of it. So people out there that want to get into this, learn more about it, in addition to the FDA website, if they wanted to get a hold of Motley Rice, how would they do that? Well, our uh, website is one. One would be a direct contact with uh with me what uh, is your website uh well uh www.motleyrice which is one uh, two words put together m-o-t-l-e-y-r-i-c-e dot com great. great and uh 
Anyone else wants information from you, Fred? Any phone numbers they can call potentially? Well, uh, they can call me at uh, 843 216 9000. We have a, a couple of associates and a, a, a several paralegals who uh, uh, can uh, also help you out, but that that number will get you into our uh, into our business. I guess you could say those people have a nose for the business. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred, listen, I want to thank you very much for uh, for coming on Ringler Radio. You've you've given us a lot of information about Zycam, which is important for the public to know. Well, in case you're a first-time listener, you should know every Ringler Radio show can be downloaded from our website, ringlerassociates.com, or the Legal Talk Network at legaltalknetwork.com. Or you can download it off of iTunes and uh, listen on your iPod while you're jogging in South Carolina, listening to the tunes and, uh, and Fred. All right, so in the meantime, I want you all to have a great day. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General Structured Settlements, The Hartford, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Prudential.